Welcome to the Manager Tools Podcast for Monday, July 16th, 2007. Effective Teleconferencing, Part 2 of 2. Hi everyone, this is Mike, and welcome back to Manager Tools. Today, Mark and I finish up our conversation on effective teleconferencing. Before we go on, though, I thought I'd review quickly the points we made last week. Number one, it's a meeting. A teleconference meeting, at least in the context we're discussing them, is a meeting, not a briefing. And as such, all the effective meeting protocols we discussed on our Effective Meetings podcast apply here. If you haven't listened to that cast yet, you should. I'll post a link on the website so it's easy to find. Number two, be on time. Seems pretty self-evident, but if you're the conference leader, it means being early. On time isn't good enough. Number three, no Blackberries, no pagers, no cell phones. What else can I say there? Number four, no email. Focus on the meeting. If you listen to the podcast, you know that um, this is one of the things I was a bit guilty of some time ago. Number five, no instant messaging. And additionally, use the Do Not Disturb option if you possibly can, and ask all the other participants to do so as well. Number six, no speakerphones. Probably our most controversial recommendation, but despite the chorus of anger, it remains. The speakerphone, more than any other device, although the BlackBerry is probably pretty close, degrades the quality of a conference call. Rid yourself of them, and your meeting results will improve dramatically. All right, that's what we covered last week. So, with that brief review... Let's pick up where we left off. Here we go. But that's not the real problem. The real problem is people are not willing to invest in the call. If you're willing to invest in the call, like we say later, you'll have a headset on and you'll focus. And you'll do like Tiger Woods does. You'll put your hands on either side of your eyes and look down at your desk and you'll focus for 45 minutes and you might actually get something done. Yeah, yeah, this reminds me. I think I mentioned on a podcast before, but the 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 little the little uh, position you go into when you're talking to somebody or to, particularly to a client on the phone, right? You you yeah, you close your eyes, so you're not distracted. yeah, absolutely yeah. Oh right. yeah, so, I ha- okay. yeah. The, the 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 visual cues you've got when you're on the phone they kill you. I mean, you, we get so much of our information through our eyes, and it just yeah. Unless you've got notes in front of you, unless you're taking notes, unless you're following an agenda, yeah, uh, all that stuff takes away from the call. Okay, but what about, you know, three to four people in the same location wanting to be able to talk with sidebars during a conference call or pass notes? You know, so they don't want to, they don't want to, to disturb everybody else. So they, you know, speakerphone works well. Right. You know, at least they benefit and, and, from face to face, even if they yeah. want to use the speakerphone. Yeah. Um, yeah. How nice for them. <laughs> uh, number seven, groups are counterintuitively problematic. I just really want somebody to count the number of syllables there. We still say no to speakerphones. The big reason is a speakerphone issue. But so let's also remember rule number one. This is a meeting. Okay. How many meetings do we go to that are well run? Okay. Not just any meeting, but ones that are well run, that are effective, that are manager tools effective, where you tolerate a small group constantly kibitzing over in the corner. You just don't do it, okay? And to allow them to do that while ignoring everyone else without everyone else knowing it, it makes no sense in a meeting, okay? Oh, it makes sense on the conference call, but not in a meeting. 
Further, here's the thing that always gets me about this, and I don't know why. Sometimes I feel like Louis Black, I'm the only guy who thinks this stuff. But um, the times they most want to have sidebar conversations are, one, when what is being discussed relates directly to them, so them not paying attention to the rest of the call is definitely not a good thing. <laughs> right. And two, when they want to ridicule or otherwise not communicate positively. How does that help the meeting? Uh, it makes it no. more entertaining, that's for sure. Yeah, for, for the small group. Yeah. Right, right. And, yeah. Yeah. So, okay. so no, we, we, we recommend that those people do not get together. Now, if you want to get together in the same area and all be on phones, great. Wonderful. You want to pass notes? Okay, fine. I know that meetings aren't perfect. You're going to do that. If you want to make sign language between each other, fine. Okay, great. But not on a speakerphone. Not wow. because, of course, what do you do? And what do you do in order to have a sidebar when you're on a speakerphone? You put it on mute. Right. Well, if everyone else can be at their desk or an individual phone, then so can they, right? Yeah. Which brings us to something that we surely are in the minority on. No mute button. Number eight. <laughs> but oh, this comes this, com this comes from the whole speakerphone thing. I, I, bet you, I bet you can find about about 500 websites, oh, probably way more than that, where talking about teleconferences and they, they specifically say, use your mute button when you're not talking. Yeah, exactly. And the whole point is they're on speakerphone. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah, because they want to be doing something else, because they're not involved in the call. This reminds me of the systems thinking story. It may be apocryphal about uh, Congress got involved with – this is the United States Congress getting involved with uh, all the stones in the Jefferson Memorial had to be redone. They had to take it all apart and put it all back together. And they said, well, why are the stones being damaged? Well, because uh, they have to be washed all the time, and the wash is corrosive to this particular type of limestone. Oh, okay. Well, why are we washing it all the time? Well, because the pigeons, you know, they're dropping their their uh, calling cards. Oh, okay. Well, why why do we have a lot of pigeons? Well, apparently they really like the spider population. There's a really heavy spider population around the Jefferson Memorial. Oh, okay. Well, well. Why the high population of spiders? Um, well, apparently uh, moths come out and they're very, they like these particular moths. And so really high moth population. Oh, okay. Well, why the high moth population? Well, apparently they're attracted to the frequency and the temperature and the, 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 the light, the lights that get turned on when sun goes down. So they decided to turn the lights on later at the Jefferson Memorial and the problem went away. They didn't have to wash it. Didn't have to spend millions of dollars. Right. It's like the fifth or sixth why question. You actually get to it. So so <laughs> the mute button is not it is a problem because of the speakerphone. The speakerphone is a problem because somebody doesn't want to be involved in the call or actually they don't they want to be doing something else, which only proves they're not involved in the meeting. And if people aren't going to be involved in our meeting, let's just not have a meeting. OK. Um, OK. Um, so, look, I love my staff, but don't let me catch you thumbing your nose at the team by engaging in individually beneficial behaviors that hurt the team. In my opinion, that's a kiss of death. And that's what the mute button is. Um, so, Yeah, and it's also pretty obvious to me that the mute button significantly discourages interaction, yeah, which is the yeah. purpose of the meeting anyway, right? I mean, right, 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 yeah. people, people won't come off mute, and then, it, and then they get lulled into this this just listening, this lurking. It, it be, th this is the briefing thing. This is how it became like the briefing thing. And if it's just that, then just send an email. Let everyone process it asynchronously. I mean, yep. if, but if you're having a meeting, you clearly don't intend to do that. So that means no mute. Right. Turn the lights on later. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, number nine. 
no roll call. Okay. Um, numbers two and 12 help us with this. Um, number two is, of course, be on time. And number 12 is having the picture of attendees in front of you. Um, but look, you don't start a normal meeting with a roll call. So why would you start this meeting with a roll call? If someone's not there, don't wait, start. When they come in, everyone will know because they'll be announced or they'll say, hi, I'm here. Um, if they're on the agenda at the start and they're not there, skip them. That's what you would do in a normal meeting and move on. For the vast majority of conference calls I'm on, everyone knows everyone else. And for those for which that isn't true, number 16, which is about introducing yourself, um, helps as well there. Having a roll call is a waste of time that sends the wrong message about who's there being more important than the agenda or timeliness. That's a great, that's a great point. I can't tell you how many calls I've been on where that was the issue, right? Get on there, announce your name, and then go on mute and get back to email. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. The roll call is just a, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's an artifact. It's ineffective. ineffective. Get rid yeah. of it. Well, what, what a, I mean, this is a great segue though, right? What about agendas? I suspect you're going to say, this is a meeting, blah, blah, blah. Got to have an agenda, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Good. Well said. <laughs> I blah, love blah. it. You like that blah, blah, I'd blah stuff? Yeah. I'd love it if 10,000 people in the world um, would say, yep, no, know what they're going to say, know what they feel, how they feel about meetings. Um, you know, pretty soon 10,000, add a few thousand here and there, pretty soon it starts adding up to real numbers. Um, yeah, I think this is a good time. To remind him again, we want to lean on that old cast. And as you said, go back and listen to the Effective Meetings cast to get current. Manager tool stuff all fits together. We've been doing this for a long, long time now. And this is one time where it saves thousands, tens of thousands of people all kinds of time. If we ask those folks who don't know about agendas to go and find that pearl in our previous work. Yeah. Again, you'd think we knew what we were doing, tying all the stuff together while also <laughs> having two segues back to back. So now we come to ground rules. Yeah, easy. Number 11, if it's a standing meeting, you're going to spend some time in the first meeting or second meeting, perhaps, on ground rules. Pretty simple. Uh, it's also in the meetings cast, but we'll expand on a little bit here um, because of the truly poor history of conference calls. Um, setting up ground rules, many of which we've already suggested here. You can just rip these ground rules, rip this, this pod. Oh, shoot. Let me say that again. Um, um, you can just rip the, the show notes uh, for ground rules right away from this one. Um, is a, Setting up ground rules is a very effective, very helpful exercise with conference calls. Because of all the bad behavior, you can specifically address it. Um, it's an investment of a few minutes' time now in the beginning of a, of a standing meeting, uh, the, the, the creation of a standing meeting, to save hours and hours and hours later, not just in terms of time, but also in terms of entire meetings being wasted because people are engaging in grossly ineffective behavior. Yeah, and you'll want to do it the same way we recommended earlier. Ask for input um, and then get your and, – and, you know, you'll have your own rules that uh, in mind that you'll want to have in there. But asking for input helps the group get on board faster. And your own rules remind everyone that this is really not a democracy. Yes, it um, is not. <laughs> so, all right. Our next one. I love this next point, by the way. Having a picture of attendees in front of you. 
Yeah, I, I say picture, uh, probably a drawing or, or, or diagram, and, and I would that it were my idea because it's not. I saw a manager do this right after I had run a call with about 20 people on it, and I was constantly checking the list I had, this vertical list, uh, to see who had said what and so on to make sure I was re- hearing from all constituencies and so on because it was really a, it was a uh, I was building consensus on a couple of points that were part of the change effort for a client, um, and his way was just so much better. He actually had them in a circle and it was actually kind of an oval on a big eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper and, and those who were missing he just listed everybody who was supposed to be at the call and then he just crossed people out who weren't on the call or and then he circled them again if they came back in um and it was his his, his attempt at, at just representing virtually the meeting that was happening uh and it, and it worked like a charm for him um he he actually physically saw visualized the people around a table and so paid attention to where he was looking uh, on the table and, and asking himself, what might that person say? And so on. Um, and, and I, so I stole his idea with his permission. Um, and I love this, whether there are just five people on a call because you, you end up focusing on two and you leave two out or, or, or even better if there are as many as 15 or so on a call. Yeah. I really like this. I mean, it's so hard to connect with people during a call that any yes. technique you have for establishing that connection really comes across to the other participants on the call, I think. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That brings us to lucky number 13, narrowing the focus. Yeah. Um, narrowing your focus versus a normal meeting. We've talked about how much harder this is, how, how even a perfect teleconference will never be as good as a perfect meeting. Um, yet somehow we, we, we don't acknowledge that. We know it. Our behavior proves it, and we don't acknowledge that in our planning, and we try to get as much done in the same amount of time in a conference call as we do in a regular face-to-face meeting, um, and it doesn't work. Really good conference call leaders actually take things off their agendas pretty regularly. If they had a meeting that was scheduled for face-to-face and ended up being a conference call, they whack down the agenda. They cut things down knowing each topic will take longer, either because of lack of understanding or everyone wanted to be heard, so they're on the record for or against. The lack of cues between people, the lack of face-to-face cues means folks have to repeat things. You just can't get as much done. In fact, the rule of thumb I sometimes use in a normal meeting is no agenda item shorter than 10 minutes. Well, sometimes they take less, but then you get that time back. Obviously, that's a good thing. I change that to 15 minutes for a conference call. That means one to two less items in some cases on an agenda, but you make sure you get through the ones you have. And boy, boy, you know, a, a meeting where we get everything done on less topics will feel a lot better to the vast majority of people than not getting where we need to be on more topics. Yeah, totally. Agree yeah, I, I mean, how, how would you like it if everybody said, oh, I, I go to his, you know, one of the reasons I go to his meetings is because everything gets done that's on the agenda. I know that he'll drive or she'll drive to get everything done. That's a good, that's the kind of meeting you want to go to. And, uh, or conversely, how many meetings do you want to go to where you know the guy or the lady who's running the meeting says, well, we'll try to get through it. We don't really have an agenda. We've got four or five points and I hope to get through a couple of them. And you never do. Like, mm. I just want to shoot yeah. my, I just want to shoot myself. Next is asking questions if you're the leader. Why is that? Number 14, ask questions of others if you're the leader. To, look, to engender discussion. Um, sometimes it's to get people off of mute. <laughs> right. Um, look, Drucker, Peter Drucker talks about great decisions coming from healthy debate, not from agreement, but from, but from counterpoint, from, dis, from, uh, 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 assertive discussions with different points of view. Um, 
But those things, healthy debate, conference calls actually decrease the chances of that in my experience. So the leader, in my opinion, has to work against that decay by asking specific people questions, as in, Bob, what's your thought? Terry, do you agree? Um, you know, that hits your resources. Um, and, and you notice I start with people's names because so often conference call, speakerphone, mute, even if they're, if they're not following these things, you need to get their attention. On a conference call, they're much easier, they're much more easily wandering off the reservation. And so to be able to say Bob and then get their attention, do you agree? By the time you get done, they may be able to get, get gotten off the mute button. And then, and then of course they'll say, I'm sorry, would you say that again? Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> Look, I, I know it sounds a little bit like political suicide because somebody may be being quiet because they don't want to share a point of view. Um, and I'm not suggesting you do it every time only to poke at somebody's political issues. Um, but you've got to do it more than a normal meeting because being alone in one's office or one's cube, as I've mentioned, naturally suppresses attendees' willingness to contribute. You as a leader have to move them off the dime. And this is the one way I've seen that works, which is asking questions of people, even if it's not a topic that's specifically related to you in your, in, in your job, but rather it relates to you in your role as leader of the meeting. Um, it's very effective to use a person's name and then ask them a question. Good. Okay. What about headsets? Yeah, I, we recommend them. If you can, we recommend them. This is, I think, I guess this is the first positive technology comment we, we've had in this cast. <laughs> yeah, we don't have we're against day every, day. We're against everything else. Um, headsets really help attendees focus on the call. If you can't get anyone else to use them, okay, fine. Maybe there's not in the budget or whatever, fine. But do so as the leader. If you're in a meeting room, in a standard meeting, everyone, everything around you is about the meeting. When you're on a conference call, everything around you is not about the meeting. In fact, it's about the anti-meeting. Um, hell, if you're on speakerphone, you're a target for anybody walking by. You're sitting back, looking up at the ceiling, listening to a speakerphone. Doesn't look good. Um, <laughs> put on a headset, look down, turn your back on your door or your cube entry. Um, and heck, you can't take notes very well if you're holding the phone up to your ear either. Um, so, yeah, we recommend headsets. And not one of those wireless headsets that look so dorky, right? Yeah, the little, little Star Trek-y things that people put in their ears and they walk to the airports and they think they're cool. Um, I don't know any CEOs who do that. That's for darn sure. Um, <laughs> uh, we're kidding. Well, we're, we're mostly kidding. Um, uh, but but those those kind of headsets don't help. It confuses people. Um, it doesn't give them enough cues to keep them from interrupting you. And then you get irritated because you're being interrupted, unless you're on a conference call, in which case you're hoping to be interrupted. But then you better be on mute, in which case you shouldn't be on the call anyway. <laughs> we're gonna get we're gonna get through everybody's head about mute and speakerphone. I promise. Yeah, okay. we'll, we'll mention a couple more times, I'm sure, by the time we're done. Yeah, yes. Okay, and, and since we're talking about speaking up, right, uh, in terms of the asking questions of others and headsets is a way, um, number 16 is to introduce yourself the first time you speak. This is just a way to overcome the lack of visuals. You can actually, in a room, you can watch a videotape of a meeting with no sound, and as long as you can see one person's mouth moving, if you watch that person talk, you can, without looking at anyone else, you can tell who the next person is who's going to speak 90% of the time from your peripheral vision alone. People do all kinds of things they're unconscious of when they get ready to speak. 
everyone else in the room sees that in a meeting and prepares for it and literally gets ready to turn their attention to someone else who's getting ready to speak. There's all kinds of things. But but look, um, you don't have those visuals when you're on a conference call. So the first time, at a minimum, when you speak up, you say, hey, this is Chuck, or this is Wendy, or this is Rich, or this is Julia. Um, folks will likely associate your name and voice well enough with just one. If you want to do it more, I actually believe that just a couple of times is, is necessary. Doing it every time, in my opinion, is is not effective um, because the vast majority of conference calls I mentioned earlier, everybody knows everybody else, or they will after at least one such call. Yeah. What about all the people who always ask, who said that? Who, who was that? Did, sorry, I didn't catch it. <laughs> I have been waiting for this question this entire cast. Those people who ask that question are the ones who are on speakerphone that are muted <laughs> yeah. and are doing something else and are not paying attention. Let's not build our flipping systems around them. Amen. Classic. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> and, uh, and, and we're okay with interrupting. Yeah, sure. The lack of interrupting in conference calls is an artifact of speakerphones as mute buttons, as you said, right? You'd interrupt in a normal meeting. You don't want to be rude and just step on people. You don't want to be the dominant boss. We're not suggesting that. We're suggesting when someone says something wrong or you don't understand, you say, I'm sorry, I didn't get that. Will you say that again? I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, not, I'm not following you there. That doesn't go with you know where we are on the project plan. It seems like we should be past that. What's going on here? You know, you, you want to you interrupt with grace. It's certainly fine. And actually, interruptions done well add a lot of energy to meetings. We are so used to them in normal meetings, adding a level of energy that we don't even we don't even measure, but it's there, that conference calls that don't have them really feel unnaturally dead to us, believe it or not. And that makes us interact less because we believe we're in a low energy type of meeting. So it defeats the whole purpose of the meeting, the less and less we interact, because the whole purpose of getting together to meet is to interact. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Okay. Our next point is web technologies, which is our, well, believe it or not, our second technology positive. We got a trend going here. <laughs> and I, I think I've, I don't know about you, Mark, but I've used, I've used live meeting. I've used go to meeting. I've used WebEx. Right. They all work just fine. I, and frankly, I, I never really developed any kind of preference for any of them. So I think any of those would work pretty well. Okay, good. Good. Uh, um, I, I think there are more coming, I'm sure. And that's great. Every time I see a movie, I see, you know, the visuals that they have and the computer screens that they have and the stuff is all pretty wild stuff with see-through screens and all. It's just fascinating stuff they've got. So it'll only get better. It'll only get easier. Pretty soon it's going to become the norm. Uh, I know it is in many, many companies already. Um, and so um, it's and worth it's getting uh, really cheap. It's yeah, getting really yeah, cheap. Yeah, it, it really is. Yeah, absolutely right. Um, that puts us down to our last two. Uh, number 19 consider an assistant or someone to take notes online. Because if you're the leader, you can't. You're thinking about getting through the agenda. You're thinking about husbanding things through to the end. You're thinking about time. You're thinking about attendance. You're thinking about uh, 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 interaction with everyone, making sure the major points are getting made. Uh, now, look, we know getting another person in there is hard uh, in terms of resources. But if you do have the resources, having someone else take notes for you is a big plus Keeping track of everything is hard enough, uh, and I just find that notes, good notes, are a bridge too far. I, I will say that um, 
technology, you can actually have someone typing in the meeting notes real time. And I've seen that done. And I like it in some cases, not in all cases. Um, uh, there are some people who I, I've known who've told me I will not talk if they're going to type my words up on the page, which I think is unprofessional. But nonetheless, uh, that that's mm. a, an opportunity for feedback for that person. Um, but generally, I recommend it. And, and then, then they've got the notes. It's done and everybody gets the notes. And of course, really smart note takers know what moat should say is who is going to do what by when. Uh, rather than putting in a transcript of what was said, you're, you're capturing commitments for the future so you can keep track of the project or the work, which is who is going to do what by when. Exactly. So, and that brings us to our secret number 20. Please share. Yes, yes. The first key that we talked about was this is a meeting. And the second key is focus. We talked about narrowing the focus of your agenda in number 13, but this is really bigger than that. When you think of a conference call as a meeting, and then you focus on the process of meeting well, and you focus your agenda down, you have a much better chance at having a good conference call, which is which essentially allows you to approach the results of a good meeting. You've got to focus on what you want. You've got to run a tightly focused meeting. Otherwise, you're just going to have another meeting to cover the stuff that you didn't get to in this conference call. Yeah. And, and who wants to do that? <laughs> one, <laughs> one more meeting. Yeah, exactly. All right. So, okay. So let's, um, let's, let's through go through them real quick. One more time. All 20 of them. Okay. I'll take the odd ones. You take the even ones. What do you say? Try that. Sounds good. Okay. Number one, it's a meeting. Get out of jail. Run it like a meeting. Number two, be on time. Number three, no Blackberries, no pagers, no cell phones. Number four, no email. Oh, I hate that. Oh, but no email. <laughs> Number five, thanks to the chimes, no instant messaging. <laughs> Number six, no the ever popular no speakerphone rule. <laughs> Surely that's the one that's going to get us the most hate mail. Um, number sure. seven, groups are counterintuitively problematic. Uh, so no groups on a speakerphone just because they want to be together. And closely behind, uh, no speakerphones, <laughs> no mute button. <laughs> no roll call is number nine. Yeah, people won't mind that one. Number yeah. ten, have an agenda out in advance. That goes yep. with, that goes without saying. That's just part sure, of the right. normal right. effective meeting protocol. Right. And eleven, if it's a standing meeting, spend some time on ground rules. That's part of effective meetings. Yep. Number twelve, the one I just love, have a picture of your attendees in front of you. Yep. Number thirteen, narrow your focus versus a normal meeting in terms of the agenda. Scope it down from six items to four and give longer for each agenda item because it takes longer. And number 14, keep people on the edge of their seats by asking them questions when they least expect it. <laughs> if you're the leader. No, no, no. I, I stood that wrong. There you go. <laughs> Just ask, ask questions of others if you're the leader. Yeah, it's number 15. Headsets if you can do it. Number 16, introduce yourself the first time you speak at a minimum. Maybe twice. Right. That's all it's required. Maybe twice, yeah. And number 17, interrupting is okay. Number 18, our uh, second of... Uh, Technology Pro uh, uh, recommendations, consider web technologies for sharing of files, including agenda, whiteboarding, that kind of stuff. Yep. And number 19, consider an assistant to take notes online. Um, you can't. You just don't have the bandwidth isn't there. And number 20, the second key after starting with it being a meeting is focus. That's it. I think it's the longest list we've ever done. It's a long list, but um, man, this is, this is part of of corporate life these days. It doesn't matter whether you're in a large company or a small company. We spend a lot of our time on conference calls. So let's figure out yep. how to get them done well. Yeah. 
Let, let, let's uh, go after one more pain point and make it tolerable. Excellent. Well, I'm looking to forward to all the uh, feedback we're going to get on this one. That should be there. Fun. You go. All right. Let's see if it comes in. The, let's see if it comes in the form of feedback. <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> yeah, that'll be hard. Maybe not. Yeah. yeah. All right. Thanks, partner. We'll see you later. Well, thanks everyone. That's it. Look at even if some of our recommendations feel uncomfortable, that's okay. Suspend your disbelief for just a while and try them, and then judge the results yourself. You may may just change your mind. And before we go, a quick thanks to those of you who responded to our last-minute appeal for nominations for the podcast awards. Yeah, it remains to be seen whether or not we were too tardy, but regardless, your support was very much appreciated. Thanks again. So, until next week, that's it. So long.